Why are we? There you go. We're recording. It's going, yeah. And we're live. And on the air. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up and put your hands together for the Build Something Media Podcast. And here is your host, Justin Bethune. Welcome, guys. Today's guest, his name is Jonathan Gonzalez. Hey, what's up, what's up? Good to be here. Welcome, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about who you are and a brief description of what you do. Yeah, so as you said earlier, my name is Jonathan Gonzalez. Um, I've been, I'm a real estate agent here in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. I've been doing about three years now. Um, lived here in Chattanooga in general for about 20 years now. So love Chattanooga, love um, the people that are in it. I love that. I love the small businesses that are coming about around this area, um, including yours. Super excited to be partnering with you in the long term. Um, people like Build Something Media, we got Diego as well, you know, like all these small businesses coming together and just like collaborating. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about this episode. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. on. You also do a podcast as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah. Go ahead and shout yourself out. The JG Podcast Show. Go ahead and check it out on Spotify and Apple Music. Check Damn. it out. Or Apple Podcasts. Where else? Facebook? Yeah, I'll do like long. Yeah, my name is Jonathan Gonzalez, so you can find me on Facebook and then on Instagram, which I'm huge on, is Jonathan Gonzalez Realtor. Um, nice. So tell us, um, let, let's kind of get into the real estate side. Tell us what you're seeing in the market right now. Um, obviously, not everybody that hears this is going to be in our area, but let's specifically kind of talk about our area since it's a little different than the rest of the country Bro, currently. It's kind of crazy because right now I'm seeing a lot of buyers finally accepting where interest rate is, and we're seeing significantly more buyers coming into Chattanooga ready to buy now that, they, now that they've adjusted to like, no, the market is not crashing. It's not happening here in Chattanooga, maybe in bigger cities. Um, but I'm seeing more buyers, more, honestly, more offers even in properties again. Um, although we're still in a place that if you're a buyer, there's still opportunities for negotiations, which is huge. I think right now is a good time to buy for those negotiations, getting those closing costs, for example, paid off. Um, I'm seeing... Um, a lot more, how would you say it? I would say right now, it's a little bit of a buyer's market right now, okay. is what I would say. So what are you seeing selling the, the most right now? Uh, Move-in ready, fixer-uppers, kind of what price range? What What's hot right now? Um, right now, fixer-uppers are big. Um, right now, I'm seeing more duplexes going out in the market just because there's now... Uh, conventional loan, you can actually go down all the way to minimum 5% now instead of 20% for duplexes. So that's huge for people who can't afford a 20% down payment. Um, We're going to be looking for some of those. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm about to go look at one right now after this show. Um, what else? Um, the price point right now is that 200 to 350 range is properties are going out really fast because really those are the first time home buyers that can afford that with interest being around that six percent it's being it's a little bit difficult to be able to afford that 400k and up but we're seeing potentially interest going down more so that will be helping the buyers the buying power for the buyers to be able to get something a little bit higher so how long are those half million dollar and up houses how long are they sitting on the market right now 
bro, if they're, you know, likewise, what I tell all my, like the sellers, if they're going to list it, um, they, a lot of times they want to price it a lot higher than what it's actually worth. And I just tell them, Hey, if you want to do that, so be it. But the, the, mar- the people are going to tell us if it's too, pr- you know, overpriced or not. And so they're sitting about, um, at least 15 days to 30 days. If it depends on how, how yeah. well it's priced out. Um, but right now it's also the winter, so it's a little bit slower, but we're starting to people are ready to start buying again since that February and springtime is coming up. Yeah, I've kind of seen that to where, you know, a lot of a lot of people have that old school mentality of we'll price it a little higher and then we'll negotiate. And yeah. I've noticed yeah. in, in the last especially year is if you price it too high, it's not going to get as much attention. Mm-hmm. If you price it right, you, you're going to be right at the top. Um, you're going to get the most views on it, the most showings, but you're probably going to sell it for asking or a little bit above asking. So right. I, I, think the market's kind of flipping that way where uh, mm-hmm. some of the older school people don't really understand that they, they always want to start high and then work down and work down but what i've seen a lot is you start low and it goes up yeah so we've seen a lot of houses sell above asking price mm-hmm. uh, especially around chattanooga and i think the biggest thing is that the right realtor you know that it it plays a huge role in how much you're going to get for your for your money because sometimes they're just going to be like, yeah, we can get you that price, but like, are you really going to get that price? Are you just saying that just to get the listing? So it's really being strategic and putting it below market value, honestly, to get those multiple offers to potentially even get it higher than what it's, what it shows online. And if it doesn't sell, you're not making any money as a realtor. Exactly. (laughs) No. Yeah. You got to find that balance. Exactly. Um, So are you finding more um, investments being purchased or, actual homeowners that are going to be living there's a lot of investors in chattanooga like out of town investors or out of town well yeah a lot of out of town but then we we do have our locals as well like you you know you're you're doing your own fixer uppers in fact i would love to talk a little bit more about that later on um but yeah it's been mainly fixer uppers and then first-time home buyers is what i'm seeing a lot or relocation like job opportunities they have to come here or a family um, working with the client right now that they're only moving here because their mom is being eld- you know a little bit older and so they, it's time for them to be closer to family so it's it's really those type of um, changes in their life that yeah, we've seen a lot of people coming from out of state and buying sight unseen uh, yeah you mentioned one tell me about that one yeah so the one that we just finished um, we're currently under contract fingers crossed that yeah everything still goes through fingers yeah. crossed come on guys <laughs> Cross your fingers, guys. (laughs) Uh, So we're under contract on that one, uh, but the buyer's from California. Yeah. And they had a a local agent that came through and and looked at everything and then obviously hired a home inspector. Mm -hmm. And they've never stepped foot on the property. So they want to, I guess, (laughs) sell what they have in California and just move here and the house is ready for them when they show up. That's the thing. They, They have the prices over in California. I was just there a little over a month ago, like a 1,400 square feet, and Northern California is 1.6 million. Yeah, that's insane. Wild. So when under, they see under something 300 here, grand it's here. like, oh, there's nothing. Like, yeah. uh, you know, that's petty cash for them when they sell their property. Yeah, you see people out there, they, they live in a, a, a little bungalow or something, and they sell yeah. it for $800,000. They have 500000 in equity, and then they come here and pay cash for a, three times the house exactly. for 400000 and then they still have money left over to buy their Tesla. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, like me. Now, now, help me understand, <clears throat> if, you were, if, if you were to give advice to those people, people who are coming from California, from New York, from these, place, from these metropolitan centers, mm-hmm. coming here 
trying to find those houses, what would you say to them as a realtor? Um, yeah, I just want to see what their their needs are first, because a lot of times when they're coming, they're they're looking for that change of environment when it comes to space. They want more land. Um, they want, you know, if they're with their family members and they want a good school zone that educate them on, you know, Udawa, Lookout Mountain. I know a lot of those people love that Signal Mountain area because of the mountain and the views and the price point for those properties aren't cheap either, but it's it's a good area for them. Um, so really just educating, educating them on different areas, what's, you know, sometimes they want more middle to upper range of their price point, I would say. Um, people that can't afford, um, like Ch downtown Chattanooga, they always be like, no, I don't want to go there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I just educate them on what different the different cities. Um, I, I really highly advise them lately as like Harrison is starting to become, there's still a lot of land over there that you can get for a good price. Um, Udawa, I think Udawa will continue to grow and the prices are ridiculous. I mean, I was here... I went to the high school. You've been here, right? Yeah, I actually or, went to Udawa as well. It's wild how much Udawa has changed since when I remember when it used to be just Walmart or not even Walmart. I was there before Walmart. And so it's, and then the McKees, you know, the Amazons or the Volkswagen, there's just, it's just going to continue to grow over there. It's going to be hard to find some good deals for investments in that area. Yeah, there's a lot of international companies coming here. Yeah. And uh, there's yeah, a lot Volkswagen. of people traveling here. I mean, the airport's about to be international. It's uh, it, it's growing like crazy. Yeah, didn't they say they're going to increase the capacity in that airport? So that's going to be yeah, huge. They have to. I mean, Volkswagen kind of, I feel like, started a lot of that stuff, especially being uh, an international company. Yeah. And so yeah. they've got people coming in all the time. Uh, that's where, you know, Airbnbs and... Um, long-term um rentals mm -hmm. commercial rentals uh fully furnished mm -hmm. mine went blank what do they call those uh airbnb short-term vacation uh, short-term yeah. yeah and short so uh, i know there's a lot of neighborhoods um in Ottawa around that area close to, to volkswagen where they send in their contractors for like six months and they're renting out fully furnished houses and man, they're like wild three or four grand a month yeah is fully furnished and it's, it's cheaper than a hotel and it's way more comfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that had anything Which to is do with the with, moratorium with for the, Airbnb. Airbnb, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know a little bit about I that. went through that. I, okay. I ended yeah, up I having to turn an Airbnb that I sunk a bunch of money into because it was in the city limits into no a monthly rental. So what happened? Did they reach out to you? They emailed and sent you a mailer? We just, we didn't want to deal with the problems because okay. they were, they were threatening. We were in the city limits of East Ridge and they were threatening to, to find daily you know, all this it was going to be like 25 to 50 dollars a day yeah or something like that and i i'd taken this house and we put in a four level tree house for, for the kids you know as, as like a the, the, this is where yeah. the kids want to come and stay it's right there on the interstate it's close to lake winnie it's close to downtown the aquarium all this stuff uh the soccer field and so i built this tree this tree house house as an airbnb you know it's going to go for two two fifty a night yeah. um and nope. then it got kind of scary. And we're like, you know, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to have to jump through the, the loopholes and be kind of sketchy. So we just ended up mm -hmm. renting it out monthly. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you're not going to get as much, but it's a little less headache. Right. But well, I, th I think it's changing now. It um, is. Um, the thing crazy about the Airbnbs here, bro, is like 
when I first started, it was 2021. They were num the number three most profitable city in the U.S., which is wild. And then when that came, that article came out because it came through AirDNA, which is a huge platform to know what, where to price your properties, um, your Airbnbs, and that's when they started to do that moratorium because yeah. people in California saw that and bro, they were just buying things yes. left and right over here because they're like, oh shoot, you making them because. The price point was a lot cheaper back then, but also you can price it Your price high. per night, yeah, because there's so many people yeah. passing. Th I mean, Chattanooga is a central hub mm -hmm. between the north and the south, really. Yeah. Um, so you've got people traveling south, <laughs> south for the winter. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, it was explained to me by some Airbnb investors, is you have a lot of people, you know, when they start heading towards Florida for the wintertime as they're traveling. It's about a halfway point for mm -hmm. a lot of these people. Mm -hmm. And so they're coming and staying the night, and a lot of these Airbnbs have a two-night minimum. Yeah. And so they just decide to stay for a few days, and it's really profitable, and we can buy mm -hmm. super cheap. And so that that's what people were doing. I don't I don't know who they pissed off. I guess the hotel owners. Was, <laughs> yeah, the hotels and then neighbors. It was the big thing. Yeah. But I'm like, who? Neighbors actually take their time to like complain about that. I don't think so. I think it's the hotels. I yeah. mean, that's where the money's at. If you notice, a ton of hotels are being built right now in Chattanooga by the Hamilton Place Mall and downtown as well. Yeah, they're popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but but from an investor standpoint, from what I've experienced. Um, <laughs> your property is going to be in much better condition as an Airbnb than as a long-term rental. Absolutely. Um, I've seen the worst of the worst. I mean, I grew up, everybody in my family has rental houses. I kind of grew up around this stuff. And we have seen people just completely demolish a house in 12, 24, 36 months. And, you know, you're not going in during that time, mm -hmm. typically, unless there's something wrong. Even if there is something wrong, they're not going to tell you. Yeah. The, the yeah. toilet can be leaking, the shower's leaking into the wall, uh, the crawl space is molded and all this stuff. So you got to make sure, one, that you're you're doing annual inspections minimum. Toilet, but, toilet water's coming out of the kitchen sink. Exactly, man. And like, and they're not going to tell you. They don't care because it's not their house. Mm -hmm. But an Airbnb, you got people staying there for a few days and then you have a cleaning crew coming in. And these people are going to take care of your property. They're not going to be putting holes in the walls because you have the credit card information mm -hmm. <laughs> and all their information. They don't want to get banned off Airbnb. They don't want to get sued. They don't want to get charged. Uh, so from that perspective, from an investment standpoint, not only are you making more money every month, it's also better for your long-term investment because you're not having to come in and spend thousands of dollars every time somebody moves out. So right. it makes sense. It does, yeah. Um, I just don't know why competitors got pissy about it. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I guess because uh, well, these hotels are they're they're chains. Mm -hmm. That's not local money. These Airbnbs are local, local, and it should yeah. be a, a good thing to support those type of small businesses. And, yeah, and I don't know about y'all, but I travel a lot, and I, I I don't like to fly. So if if I travel, I'm typically traveling by road, and I'll I'll ride cross country and back I think on a we motorcycle. Get them on a flight. Well, I think it's a supply and demand thing too. Right? So it's yeah. so if you look like a look at a place like San Francisco, one of the big problems that they ran into when Airbnb first came out is that people started buying up properties at a lower cost and then putting it on Airbnb. Right. What's what's the biggest problem in San Francisco right now? Places to live. Homelessness. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, you make it so unaffordable as a result of taking so many of these houses out of the inventory. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that you end up creating these problems that were kind of an unnecessary uh, and, and un unintended consequence mm -hmm. um, of doing that. But I mean, what what is the solution? There's not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, the market will just have to adjust itself like it does for anything else. And yeah. is that when I travel, I don't want to stay in a hotel. Uh, especially, I mean, if you're traveling with a group of people, you don't want to stay in separate hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have to go out and eat every single meal. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to have to deal with other people. So like, why? Like, if the four of us are going on a business trip together, we're going to go find an Airbnb. Airbnb. We're going to stay in a house, <laughs> share a kitchen. We're going to have a living room to chill at, at night. We're going to cook our meals together. It, it's cheaper because you can cook your own meals. Mm-hmm. It's more comfortable. It's quieter. And, and it's typically cheaper. The four of us share an Airbnb that's 300 bucks for the night, or we can go get a hotel that's $150 a piece. Yeah. I'm not sharing a bed with any of y'all, no offense. I mean, we could. <laughs> I want my own to, room. Yeah. <laughs> this has to be a king size. Yeah, a king size. <laughs> Dead. Sleeping on the floor, yeah, Diego. I'll not. <laughs> I'll sleep under the bed. I, I, I won't dig into conspiracy theory. That, that's a whole other podcast. We got that one <laughs> scheduled later. Got that scheduled now, for sure. Um, but for someone who's just starting out, in investing, you so you like to invest more into rental properties more than just fix it and then you sell it. For me, it really just depends on the property itself. Property location. So, yeah, you know, it's everything within 15 miles of Chattanooga is basically the same. Yeah. Um, other than you've got some people that are like, I don't want to live in Georgia because of the income tax. That's what we hear. That's most. all I hear. <laughs> That's uh, the only thing I hear about. But it's cheaper, so it's like it balances yeah. out. It's really not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I got started into it was as a contractor, I was trying to find a way to create more work. Mm-hmm. So as I was bringing on more employees and more crews and stuff, it was a way for me to bring on extra work quickly that we could control. And then it also gave us places to go and work in between jobs. So if we had a week between jobs that were on the books, we could go work on the house that we were flipping. If it was raining and we got rained out on an exterior job, we could go work on the inside. Mm-hmm. So at first, smart, it wasn't really about making a big profit. Because yeah. I knew that we were going to be paying a lot of interest um, because we were going to stretch these out. You know, like a typical six to eight week flip, we were stretching out over six to eight months, but it kept everybody busy. It kept everybody happy. And then what I ended up realizing was this is way more fun than working for other people. Yeah. Especially when we go in and do a full flip. So you've seen some of our stuff. We go in, rip it all the way down to the studs, yeah. <laughs> fix everything. Uh, so when we're, we're done with these houses, they're completely brand new. But the fun part is, and it's the part that I enjoy the most, uh, being an artist, is the design aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I am on my budget, my design, my color schemes, yeah. all, all that stuff. I don't have anybody else that has to approve of that. Mm-hmm. And the freedom that that gives you, it's nice. when, when you're, you're typically, if I can make the same amount of money when we sell the house at the end as I would have working for 10 other clients during that time, I'm going to flip my own property. Yeah. I'm not going to sue myself. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's a contractor, I don't care how good you are, what you've been doing, we've all been sued or attempted to be sued. It's a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. And we've all had people stiff us, not want to pay us. Uh, you know, that's a whole other podcast on its a own. A whole another how, one. How, how to deal with that kind of stuff uh, professionally and to make sure you're protecting yourself. But what I found was there's a lot less stress. We could go in and work at night. One, two. If my guys needed extra hours, they could go work at night. You know, most people don't want you in their house after 5 o'clock. They don't want you there on the weekends. And so if I had a guy that was like, hey, I was sick on Monday, I was sick, whatever. Hey, I need some extra money this week. Like, hey, go work. Mm-hmm. You know where the keys are. Mm-hmm. Go, go get it done. Clock in, clock out. It's fine. And so my guys love it. Yeah. They can crank the radio up as loud as they want to. They can tell their dirty construction jokes. Um, you know, it's... Uh, are you able to, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to that. I like that. <laughs> scary on that? It was like... So, um, so let's talk about, like, since, since we're on kind of both ends of that as, like, two people that, that work together on these, 
from a, the realtor perspective, when, when you're looking for a house for me to purchase as a flip, what are you looking for on your end before you send me something? I mean, you know kind of my criteria. Well, I know your criteria, off-market deals. Um, I, and I totally get it because you're kind of, you're taking away that commission that they're already pricing it for to make sure they're getting their money. Um, what I look for, honestly, is that ARV, like what the after market is when you sell it afterwards. So for people that don't know, what is ARV? It is a after la, 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 rental value for the property. And so what happens is that you buy for a certain price. So say you get it for $60,000. The repairs are going to be $30,000. So we'll say it's $90,000 in total. Um, but you can see the comps in the area and it shows that you can sell that for $150,000. You're making right there, 60 K right there. Um, and so that's really what it is. It's just finding you the best deals to really pocket and save you much time too, because a lot of these flips are a lot of work and sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Like we were just talking about the foundation issues. You know, those are type of properties you don't really want to get into. Um, but if you have some good people like Justin Bethune here, he's got people that can take care of that. Um, Shout out to know, Carl Logic. Carl Logic. That's right. You have Carl Logic too. Yeah. Um, I'm doing everything, man. Yeah, no, for sure. His mixtape's coming that, out soon. The only I don't thing, know about all that. <laughs> right. And the only thing that I'm right now educating myself a little bit more are the best hard money lenders right now. Because um, I'm going to start investing as well. And I feel like you've, that's kind of like what you've done is use hard money lenders just because like um, the interest is a little bit higher. You know how it is. It's yeah, I use uh, fix and flip loans. Um, so so the bank that we use, um, basically what we had to do was do three loans with them initially to where they would loan us the purchase price, but we had to pay for the rehab. Uh, so after we proved that we could be profitable after those three, now they give us the uh, the rehab budget on top of that. So if, if I'm purchasing a property for $100,000 and I estimate that I need $50,000 yeah. uh, to flip it, they'll loan me the 150 with 20% down. Mm. And they give me payments uh, weekly or whenever I request them yeah. based on that. So instead of having to have 20 grand down and then I have to supply the $50,000 to fix the house, now I just have to have 30 grand down up front and then I can get everything done and then we can sell it on the back end. That's huge. And that's the minimum? That helps a lot. Is it minimum 20? That's what we're working with right now. Yeah. Nice, okay. I met this new one, Kiabi. Um, my buddy just finished using them on his past rental or his past flip and it's 5% down right now. So that, that's so, typically what we're looking at for new construction. For new construction. Um, so if, if somebody's doing that for fix and flip, I definitely would like to sit down with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So new construction, it's um, which we're getting into this year, is a lot of times it's 5% uh, from, from what we're being told. Um, or sometimes you can get zero down if you own the property outright and you leverage gotcha. the property. Gotcha. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing on the two that I've got coming up this year. Yeah. What are some advice you would give to the new someone who's just starting to be an investor. I know some of us are investors here. I think that would be a good. Um... Figure out mainly what do you, do you want to fix and sell or are you trying to invest in, in a rental property? Because that's definitely going to determine what you're shopping for. Right. If, I'm, if I'm looking at a rental property or if I'm working with an investor and then I'm going to be doing the work for them, 
um, I also kind of come in as like a liaison. Uh, they're like, hey, we know you know the numbers on this stuff. Like, tell me if this makes sense or not. Yeah. If it's a rental property and you're planning on keeping it for at least five years, you can invest more on the front end. Yeah. Uh, if if it's a, a sell at the end, then obviously you want to you invest a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the number one thing. Figure out what you want to do. Yeah. And then on top of that, figure out what your percentage that you want to make is. So it, the way that I look at it is if I'm investing – a hundred and it takes 50 to, to fix it up. And we need to walk away as a business with $50,000 in gross profit. Okay. So if, if what I have to put into the renovation is what we can make in profit, then it makes sense when it starts getting below that point. Yeah. It makes more sense for me to, to work on other people's properties and just go work for clients. Mm. So that, that 50% gross profit and up just based on the renovation costs, not factoring in the initial investment of the property. Okay. So that, that's kind of numbers wise, just a real rough ballpark. That's kind of what I look at. If I can double my money, then, then it's worth it. Obviously, right. you want to factor in that that twenty percent because you never know what's going to happen. What's going to happen, right? Um, so we're we're running up on our our time limit here. Uh, give us one good piece of advice for a contractor who's kind of looking to add this as like a side business. What is the best thing that they can do to kind of get started from a realtor's perspective? So a contractor, as in starting to flip, like me, like myself. Yes. Um, honestly. Come talk to me, and we make the best. There you go. <laughs> That's nice. You come talk to my realtor. Um, nice plug. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I mean honestly, for me, it's just what do you say? You say a little bit differently, but for me, I think like location does play a huge role because like we can get some really good deals right now in that downtown Chattanooga, East Ridge, Red Bank, or even North Georgia. North Georgia is huge right now. Yeah, that's that's where all of mine have been. And um, oh, really? All yeah. been all in all in Katusa. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, not a lot of investors are even looking in that area right now. They're just focused on yeah. Chattanooga. That's so where I live. So it's there's a huge opportunity there, and so. I mean, I, what you're doing is right, you know, the right way. Keep investing in that North Georgia because what's going to happen is that Chattanooga is going to get so saturated that it's going to slowly hit yeah. North Georgia. And then those the best people. advice I can give to an investor who's not a contractor is align yourself with a good, trustworthy contractor that has experience in flipping houses before you start looking. And licensed. And hey. licensed. <laughs> and insured. And insured. Exactly. Make sure they can pull those permits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Jonathan. Hey, man. Well, appreciate it was you fun, bro. You was plug yourself fun. one more time. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Jonathan Gonzalez, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez Realtor on Instagram. And then my podcast as well is uh, the JG Podcast Show. Um, I also have a YouTube channel where I educate others about Chattanooga, Tennessee living. And so that's the channel actually is called Chattanooga, Tennessee nice. living. All right, Jonathan. Thanks for coming on, man. We really yeah, appreciate man. it. Appreciate you guys. This is awesome. I'm y'all y'all be sure this again. There you go. Y'all be sure and like and subscribe and share, please. Like and subscribe, guys. Yes, All right, sir. guys. That was a really <laughs> good show. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Let's go. Good stuff, bro. Hey, that was yeah. nice, man. That's yeah, that flowed well, bro. It did, right? It really well. Good. Um, was it recording, though? <laughs> better be recording.